right, we're we're recapping. He's already shaking his head. He's he's just too good a person to have this happen to. I'm talking not just about Nick Chubb. I'm talking about my friend Doug here. Um, first off, I just want to I just want to preface this by saying, uh, get you a friend like Doug. I was out of town this weekend, and uh, uh, and my wife said that Doug came over and really took care of her. Um, Wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, anyway, Doug uh, Doug at a, at a moment's notice ran down and and uh, grabbed some grabbed some uh, medication for my wife. She was having an allergic reaction, couldn't go with the kids, and. Doug just sprang into action. So, anyways, appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, man, uh, I was just doing what uh, Nick Chubb would have done. Yeah. Because he's a good guy. Yep. Uh, fucking I devastated. I, I didn't really want to talk. I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to talk to you this morning. I felt. <laughs> I felt so. I've bad. been so angry. Like, just literally, it happened. I was angry. I mean, I'm leaving my buddy's Tom's place in about a week. Tom, if your neighbors say anything, I'm sorry. Like what I was screaming. Uh, dude, that was brutal. That was probably – that's worse than anything that's happened to the Browns in a long time. Nick Chubb's the man. There's so many shitty human beings in the NFL, and that guy's not one of them. Favorite so I just bad for him. On your favorite team? I would say so, yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy choice. Man. I've 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 never heard anybody say anything bad about Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been said. That's, he, that's he's never caught like a overrated or you know anything. It's just been yeah, that guy's fucking awesome. But his whole career, it's just been that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. And to be honest with you, man, I think we've uh, I think his career might be over. I, I definitely think it's less than fifty percent him coming back from that. That's terrible. I mean that is fucking dislocated. I mean, I'm I'm sure every ligament's torn, dislocated knee, like I mean, if he comes back and he's only d- squatting 450 pounds, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's uh I think if you know, they say with uh you know, s- certain guy like, you know, certain guys break their neck and stuff. And it's like, Oh, if he wasn't in such good a shape, there's no, he'd be dead kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe just how Nick Chubb is built is enough for him to, you know, um, from what I've like, I mean, everybody's saying it's basically the same thing that happened to him in college. So he's, he's come back from it before, but that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. You're not, that's, you're not supposed to be able to say that. Like it's it's terrible that we even have to go. Oh well, you know he's he's done this before, so hopefully he can do it again. But yeah, um, I didn't see it until I saw pictures after, and ESPN wasn't replaying it, which they rarely make that call. Um, so it, it sounded bad just for, and then I and then I saw the pictures after the game. I was like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of re- I was trying to rewind it to kind of see it on TV. It looked like a. I don't know. I mean, I've been watching Brown Steelers games my whole life. They're a fucking cheap shop artists after another. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Fitzpatrick meant to break the guy's fucking leg. But it's like, dude, you're an all pro safety diving, you know, 
helmet shoulder first into the side of a guy's knee with somebody already tackling him. Like he's smarter than that. You know, maybe, maybe he's not a dirty player, but that was a stupid fucking thing to do. I think Nate, Nate, Nate Burleson had the right take on this. Cause he was Ryan Clark was defending Minka. Which yeah. Was- Ryan Clark, like I'm fucking team sickle cell. Fuck that guy. Like, like die, die a terrible death. Like him tweeting that shit out. What a fucking moron. Like, yeah. I understand you played for the Steelers and you're going to defend them, but, like, what a fucking idiot, dude. Like, how do these guys, like, I don't know, read the room, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. it's You guys are soft. He just ended that guy's career. Tough it up. Like, literally one of the toughest fucking guys in the game, Nick Chubb. He's calling people soft because he just ended that guy's career. And then uh, even, even at halftime, he's like, yeah, man, I hope Mink is okay. He was down, too. Like, yeah, he was down because he felt terrible because he probably heard that guy's knee explode. Right. He was right back in the game. Yeah. He was down because he was probably devastated at that injury, not because he was hurt, even though he did have to go later on. To the yeah. I, the Nate, Nate Burleson had, I think, the right because Nate Burleson responded to Ryan Clark. I don't know if you saw it, but basically said, you know, if you wouldn't hit your teammate like that in practice, it's probably a dirty hit. Yeah. It's you know, like, oh, oh, he's a DB. Dude, that guy's like 6'1", 215. That's a big person. There, and, there, a, and, and again. And, that's and an all-pro all pro safety. Knows exactly what the fuck he's doing, dude. You can't yep. convince him otherwise. Yeah. You've been playing football how long? You know exactly what that tackle is meant to do. And Yeah. You know. And like, dude, if, if you're one-on-one in the open field with Chubb, like, dive at his fucking knees. I get that. But, dude, like, that was a blindside hit. How many fucking rules have been made because of Steelers players doing shit like this? There's a Heinz Ward rule, right? There's fucking Joey Porter has like a rule coming off the sideline because he used to do stupid shit. There's the Carson Palmer rule. That was a Steelers player that broke his fucking leg. Like, dude, that's that's like congratulations on all your Super Bowls, but you're a scumbag fucking organization. Like dirty play after dirty play. It's disgusting. And you can't blame you can't blame the turnover in coaches because <laughs> there's only been no, like dude. three of them. Like, dude, I like tough, hard nosed football, but like, dude, like ending players' fucking careers, like knocking people out of the season, like from concussions, like, dude, they're fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. And the most frustrating, like, I don't even care that we lost that game. Like, the Browns are a better team. Like, that's frustrating that we lost, but dude, like, we don't turn the ball over. We win the we win that game just like we did week one. Yeah. Like with the defense, but 13 points from their defense. That was the difference in the game. The um, yeah, I just uh, of all the positions that we now have rules to protect. And this, this just goes back to the way running backs are treated contractually these days is that, Linemen, you can't go at their knees when they're engaged. Offensive or defensive, right? Um, You can't crack back block, right? So you're protecting, you know, fucking uh, uh, Jawan Jennings got a a 15-yard personal foul this weekend for, you know, just kind of being in the way and, like, you know, giving them one of these. Yeah, you can't, like, it's like if they're running this way, yeah. Yeah, the guy, the, the, the linebacker was running at him and he could have engaged in a cleaner fashion, I'm sure. But uh, um, 
There's something, there's like a rule about the offensive player running back towards the line of scrimmage when they hit somebody. Yeah, that wasn't even this one. That was just like, it was, it's, it is a great shot of Kittle yeah. watching the replay and grinning as the Rams players being escorted off the field because they can't fucking walk. Um, the, the, um, but the running backs, man, it's like you've got, you, you can, you're the protecting the offensive linemen. They protect the defensive line with the chop, chop blocks. You can't high low anybody. You can't hit a quarterback uh, above the shoulders or below the knees. Um, uh, you can't hit a wide receiver when he's defenseless going across the middle. It's like, if we take the spirit of all of those rules and say, okay, was Nick Chubb defenseless in this moment? Absolutely. It was a blindside right? hit. I mean, he didn't see it coming, that's for sure. Yeah. So, no, so. I think, um, yeah, yeah, we might see another rules adjustment. Yeah, I don't know. I just fucking hate the Steelers, and there's just more ammo to it. It's like, I don't know. But that, I mean, that whole, like, the Browns were shook, dude, after that. Like, that team, like, they didn't know what to do. That's the heart and soul. Yeah. Yeah, of our whole team. So. No, it's, uh, uh, I put them at the top of my most depressing losses graphic this week for obvious reasons. Like, and again, like you said, it's not just losing to the Steelers. It's a road game, you know. It's losing Chubb. It's 100. Yeah. Um. We'll tell you what, Tanya Harding. If you're ever in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, she she seems like a Pitt. She seems like a Steelers fan. What's your Venmo? <laughs> uh, I know you need the money. Come on. Um. Okay. Let's imagine a world where. That game happens where Chubb is knocked out of the game, but it's not that serious. He's back in two weeks. How are you feeling about Deshaun Watson's play right now? Yeah, I don't – I mean, he's not playing great. I mean, the first game I was watching him and Burrow try to throw the ball, I was like, okay, obviously the rain's playing a factor. Tonight should have been way better. Um but yeah, he's just not. There's throws that he's missing, like he's just not seeing the open guy. And then there's throws where he's like he's just like a yard or two off, like it's almost right where it should be. But our guy's got to reach a little bit, and it tips into an interception, or our guy can't get that second foot in bounds because it's a little too far outside. So he's still off. I mean, four turnovers though, or three from him, four total. Those were inexcusable. Like, you got to hang out of the ball. You can't fumble the ball. And then, like, I thought it was funny. Like, the refs missed a face mask call on him, and then he went and got two face mask penalties right after that. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? But that's not why we lost the game, man. He's he's missing guys. He's fucking deer in the headlights on some plays. I think – I mean, I think, honestly, too, I really do think the Chubb injury shook everybody on the team, especially listening to the guys talk after the game. For sure. But for, I mean, for me, I would have been like fucking spitting blood and vinegar trying to win that game for Nick Chubb. So that's, it's pretty disappointing in that sense. The, um, I, I, when Jason Verrett went down one of the last two or three times he went down for the Niners, it was 
it knocked the wind out of the team. You could just sense it from the team that it just knocks. Like when you, when you've got that beloved a player who's been through X, Y, or Z, you know it's uh, there are there are players that are heart and souls of the team, and Nick Chubb is is uh, obviously one of those guys. You can't help but it can't help but be affected by it, especially if it's like fucking you know a fairly gruesome, you know. Um, I'm sure, that, man. Like I'm sure they heard shit pop. I'm sure like. Dude, the worst the worst fucking part was like listening to the feed. You can hear Chubb screaming on the field. Oh, man. Like, and that's not like again, the guy's like Superman to me, you know. It's like, yeah. dude, when you see a guy like that get hurt and in, in that pain, you can like you can hear it. Yeah. It's no, brutal, dude. You can't help but you can't help but be affected by it. Um well shit. Yeah, no, I uh, uh, I didn't blame you one bit for skipping the Dark Knight last night, dude. I honestly, I was sitting there, I was like, how do I go out in public and not punch someone in the face if they look at me wrong right now? Like that was the only thing I could think of was like, if I if someone looks at me wrong, I'm gonna punch them in the face. I was in, like, dude, I haven't been that angry since the last time I punched somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just couldn't. I yeah. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't move last night after that, dude. I honestly like, dude. Like my body was. I like. I would do that. It fucking destroyed me when Chubb got hurt last night. Like, I felt like like I told you. I texted you. I was like, dude. I felt like I was just in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm there. I'm there. All right. Let's. Uh, let's do some power rankings. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. Normal. Okay. So uh, let's see here. This will be an edit in here. Uh, all right. Week three power rankings. This feels fucking weird, by the way. I don't. Is it a week? Are we doing week three power rankings or are we doing week two power rankings? Because I think when like ESPN does it, they call it a week three power rankings because we're going into week three. But it's like it's all predicated on what just happened in week two, so I get confused. But I'm gonna go with week three. What do you think? Yeah, week three. Week three. Just okay. Because that's what's coming next. All right. So power rankings heading into week three. We're doing our top twelve teams. Normally we do this as a three man draft because we got Trevor. Trevor's out of commission. Probably hungover as fuck. Um, Living so the zombie life. Two-man draft, living yeah, living that river life, river rat. Um, Two-man draft. In my personal rankings, the top six teams when I when I did my personal rankings last week pre-draft, uh, my top six teams all won. So I don't have a lot of movement there. Okay. Um, and then uh, five of the next six teams all lost. So it got a little tricky. Because it was tough for me to put, you know, just off of like, well, hey, this team won and this team lost. Like, was I going to put the Bucks in the top 12? I mean, tune in. We'll find out. Hey. I did not. I did not. I did not put the Bucks in the top 12. Um, any any kind of, in, in looking at your rankings, anything stand out to you just kind of before we jump into this? 
Um, my top six are probably very similar to your top six. Um, I guess there's a little bit of movement in that second, in that second six though. All right. Well, I'll go first. I've got uh, I got the 49ers still in the one spot. Not a decisive victory over the Rams, even though the game was on at home. Uh, it was on the at home. I think is the right way of phrasing a game in in SoFi. It was on the at home. Um, the sea of red was out in full force. The Niners were, uh, but the Rams are good. They are three quarter. They can hang with a really good team for three quarters, and they did. And I and they they kept Stafford clean, and Stafford is flinging the ball like old school. You know, tons of zip on his pass. He's you know being protected in the pocket. You know, even without Cooper Cup out there, system wide receiver by the way. Um, <laughs> Even without Cooper Cup out there, you know, they just – they look good. They're just not talented enough on either side of the ball to – you know, they've got two blue chippers, Stafford and Aaron Donald, and that's it, With especially with Cooper Cup out. And that's not enough to hang with a really, really great team. So um, I've got the Niners at one. It was a – you know, they were up 10 before the backdoor cover from McVeigh kicking a field goal down 10 with four seconds left. Kind of, kind of goofy, but, um, you know, I guess it's a one score. It's now a one score victory. So the Niners and Brock Purdy played his worst game of the year and they still put up 30. So, um, uh, 49ers are my number one team. Yeah. I had Niners there as well. That's yeah. I think, uh, the Rams are definitely my most surprising team so far. I would say I thought they would be a lot worse, but that, uh, Kyron Williams, man, I'm, that's another thing that I'm fucking kicking myself over. I didn't get a Notre Dame running back that's, like, decent in any of my fancy drafts. He was there in every fucking round. I could have got him. And he's scoring touchdowns. So. But he's he's a tough, feisty little running back. So, No, they they, they played well. They yeah. uh, they make an appearance here later on for me. Who's, uh, who's, who's your number two? So I think last week – Trevor said the Dolphins instead of the Cowboys out of spite. I think I'm going to keep the Dolphins there, though. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, right now it's, you know, I would probably put it's coin flip between those two, but I don't know. They're a little bit more exciting. Dallas beat up on two New York teams. I don't know if that means much. I, but, you know, they're, they're, at least they're blowing them out. You know, I had the Cowboys at number two, so I'll put – put the Cowboys at, at number three uh, for, for our little draft here. But the, I mean, the way that they're beating these teams is impressive. The teams are beating, not necessarily impressive. The, um, but you know, margin of victory matters, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough league and uh, you know, they're all fucking professionals. They're all 300 pounds. They're all trying to fucking kill you and you can get hurt at any fucking time. And uh, the Cowboys are demolishing people right now. I, so two things. One, somebody asked me for my early Super Bowl take on, on the on the Instagram page, and I said Niners Dolphins. That was just the first thing that came to mind. And also, somebody asked me, are the Cowboys for real? Sorry, folks. Yes, the Cowboys are fucking for real. You don't outscore your opponents 70 to fucking 10 in fucking two weeks by not being for real. There's, there's some legitimacy there. So be afraid. Um, but 
the NFC is going to come down to four games. Dallas versus Philly, or Dallas at Philly, Philly at Dallas, uh, Dallas at 49ers, 49ers at Philly. There's like a little round robin going on where uh, Cowboys and Eagles each have three games against the top two other teams in the in the conference, and the Niners have two games against uh, – and it's I think it's whoever comes out of that healthiest is going to go to the Super Bowl. So that's just yeah. – they are my top three teams. 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles are my top three teams in the league right now. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to say Eagles at four. I feel like they're, they're you know, they're 2-0 and and they're kind of the winner of their games. Like, you know, they have, you know, they're doing what they have to. But their defensive line is scary. Yeah. Jalen Carter's uh, uh, just a beast. That guy's a game wrecker. Yeah. The um, – and I've got Dolphins at four, so the the, the top four of the top four is, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I have the Chiefs at the, the thing with the Eagles. I'll just go back. The thing with the Eagles is they seem like they're missing Steichen. They seem like you know they're not. It might take a couple of weeks for them to gel um, with the the new play caller and stuff like that. So you know, I think there's I think there's they, they lost some guys. They lost some coordinators. They brought in some rookies. I think this is a team that is certainly not in midseason form yet. And they're beating, you know, solid teams. Vikings were supposed to, you know, won the division last year. The Patriots are always the Patriots. Um, it's uh, – and they're only going to get better. So, um, yeah, I, the this top four just feels right to me. I have the Chiefs at five. I thought about sliding them up just because they're the Chiefs and they won, but what was it, 16 to 9? Yeah, I watched that whole game. Um, I did not think about sliding them up. They need to get better. Yeah. I it's like it was just an it was like a name brand thing. It was like, you yeah. know, it's like they're they're Gucci. Should I should I slide them? Should I slide them up? But um no, it's uh I think, I think five is the right spot. It feels it, it's bizarre to me that they're this low uh, two weeks into the season, but I think that's just the Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, and Dolphins are playing so fucking well right now. Um, who's your six? Um, it pains me to say, but I'll put the Ravens here. I'll move them up now that they're two and zero. Pretty much just because they're two and zero. So I haven't necessarily been too impressed with both of their victories, but I do think they're a good team. <clears throat> yeah, they're um, it's the Ravens to me. It's just they're 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 a top ten team if everybody's healthy and they're winning right now. So they were an easy an easy six for me. And I, again, they, I had them six last week. They won. Every team in front of them won. They're you know, they're not going anywhere. Uh, I had the Jaguars at seven last week. They lost. Um, I didn't want to slide them too far. They only dropped one spot for me, but the Bills destroyed the Raiders. So I've got the Bills at at seven. Okay. Um, that's, that's who I have as well at that spot. So it's easy. Um I so I've so I've already told you who I've got at eight, but who do you have at eight? Um, so yeah, I mean the Jaguars got a good defense, but I'm gonna give a little bit of respect to the New Orleans Saints defense. 
Um, I'm going to put them out there. They're a 2-0 team, and they've won both games by playing really good defense. So I'm going to say the New Orleans Saints are sliding up big. Yeah, I had the Saints at 9 uh, most, and the Jaguars in front of them because a loss to the Chiefs isn't – like a, a 16-9 loss to the Chiefs, to, in my mind, is better a better result than either – a 17-16 win over the or 21-20, whatever the, the Titans game was um, for the Saints, and then a, a not exactly a blowout victory against the against the Panthers. So just on on uh, strength of schedule, I've got the I got the Jaguars ahead of them. So I'll put the Jaguars at nine, but I did have the Saints at in in I had the Saints at the nine spot. So we're we're not too far off. Um all right, who you got now? So you just took the Jaguars, right? Jaguars, yeah. We're at the we're at the at the ten spot. Gotcha. Okay, so I will say mm, number ten. Uh, it's tough. I don't know how much credit I want to give some of these two and O teams. That was my thing. Like I've got. You know, let's see who are the the Falcons. Like the Falcons, Bucks, and Commanders are the other two and O teams we haven't said. Yeah. You know what though? I will give, I will give the Falcons their flowers right now. I, I, uh, see, I've okay, yeah, I've got three one and one teams in the 10, 11, and twelve spot. Yeah, I think the Falcons like they're gonna be in every game because of that run game. Like they're gonna control like both of those like that Algiers guy is gonna have he's gonna have starting running back numbers every game, I feel like, as long as those two guys are healthy. Not to get too fantasy football-y on this, because I hate fantasy football, but getting Bijan at seven uh, in the first round just continues to feel like a steal. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Falcons at 10. See, I you're, I had the Rams here. Okay. They, they beat a playoff team in week one destroyed them and then came out and hung with our number one team, the unanimous number one team for three quarters, basically. Um, and looked good doing it. So I had the Rams at 10 and, and, and I'm not at all worried about the coach with the Rams. Like there's, there's, either they've got a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They've got a Super Bowl winning coach. They've got one of the best defensive players of all time. Um, it doesn't feel like it's all about to fall apart with them. Injuries could could change things, but like the Falcons, you know, could, could I, I just could, I couldn't I couldn't bump Desmond Ritter or Baker Mayfield or Sam Howell into my top into my top twelve. I just couldn't. So. Cool. Um, so I will do Rams at 11 for all those reasons and all the reasons I said when I was talking about the Niners. And then our final pick of our inaugural stopping at number 12 power rankings. <laughs> um, you know, I still think the Browns are going to have a good season. I mean, last night was devastating, but I think our defense can keep us in games and if fucking – Watson can progress at all and not turn the ball over. I feel like we can win a lot of games. So I'm going to stick with my brownies, even though last night was devastating. 
Do you want the Browns to, and maybe we can just clip this out for its own thing. Do you want the Browns to go try and get Jonathan Taylor? Um, so yeah, I've seen, you know, I've seen lists of, oh, so they should get Fournette. They should bring Kareem Hunt back. Um, if you can get Jonathan Taylor, do it because again, I'll put it at like 70% likely that Nick Chubb is like not playing football anymore because of that outrageously stupid hit. If it's not a dirty or cheap hit, I'll call it a stupid hit. There we go. All right. Yeah. I, you know, if you're if you're going if you're going for it, and if you think you've got this, the defense looks this good. But they only give up one touchdown to the to the Steelers. Yeah, and it was like a busted coverage for seventy yard touchdown. Right. So, yeah, if you can go get Jonathan Taylor, go get Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, we're paying a lot of money to a receiver, to Garrett, to other guys. Like, we're spending money now, so let's win now if we can, you know. But that would be – yeah, if they could get Jonathan Taylor, that would be pretty wild. But I'm pretty sure the Colts are asking for a lot for him. And that's that's kind of where – that's the next question is how much is the right amount? Yeah. Like, would you give up a first for Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's win now. <laughs> Sell out. Cool. Love it. All right. That's our that's our podcast for today. Um, we'll talk after this and figure out what we're doing with editing. Sweet. Call me. Later. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.